0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Good morning. Great to see you. How are you going in lockdown? Uh, What are the things that you enjoy about lockdown? Is there anything you enjoy about lockdown? What are the things you're really missing While uh, we're here in lockdown, I tell you, I'm missing being able to see my grandkids and my kids at our house. I'm finding that really tough. Um, I'm sure that you have something that you're finding tough too, but it's not forever. So keep going, guys. It's going to be okay. It is really great to be with you today, and um, we have put our Hot button series on hold until we're back to in-person church um, and we're starting, as Paul said, a series about relationships. Actually, relationships were the topic that most people asked us to talk about in the Hot Button series. So, we're going to be spending a little while talking about this really important topic. And the Bible has a lot to say, believe it or not, about relationships. In fact, the Bible really is all about relationships. It's about, um, firstly, about God's relationship with his people, if you look at the Old Testament, um, how God wanted relationship with his creation, so he sent Jesus, our relationship with God, which is, of course, the greatest commandment, and how to best relate to others. I want to look um, at Matthew 22, verse 37 to 40. It says this, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and a second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law uh, and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments, relating with God and relating with others. That's what life is really all about. So some of what we're going to be talking about in this series is from a book called Emotionally Healthy Relationships, which gives practical skills. I love practical skills. Practical relationship skills to help us develop mature and loving relationships. Isn't that what we want? Mature, loving relationships. So it's it's relatively easy to grow physically into a chronological adult in fact for most people it just happens with not much assistance from us i mean i think about you need food you need water you need a few things but you know even the food you eat i think of the food i ate growing up wow you know you just grow you just grow chronologically you grow it's quite another thing to grow into an emotional adult when i say emotional adult i don't mean an um, an adult that's emotional Um, I mean that if we are an adult chronologically, we've also grown and developed emotionally to the age that we are, rather than being an emotional infant, child or adolescent walking around in an adult's body. That's really unattractive, isn't it? Some of you will have heard me use this illustration before. Paul and I helped start a church in the eastern suburbs many years ago. And we were totally shocked at the amount of uh, chronologically 40-year-olds who emotionally were teenagers. It was full of that type of person. And, you know, that is not successful. That is not a successful life. So let's look at this emotional infant. Think baby. An emotional infant looks for other people to take care of them emotionally and spiritually. Has difficulty describing and experiencing their feelings in healthy ways. Has trouble entering in to the emotional world of others. Seeks instant gratification and uses others to meet their needs. An emotional child is happy when life is going their way. But when disappointment or stress enters, they quickly unravel. They take disagreement and criticism as a personal offense. They always want their own way and, and may, uh, if they don't get it, may withdraw, manipulate, be sarcastic or revengeful. Uh, an emotional adolescent, think teenager, doesn't like it when others question them, withholds forgiveness, makes quick judgments of other people's behavior subconsciously keeps records on the love that they give out, so therefore you owe me, because I've been giving out to you. But an emotional adult values people for who they are, not for what they can give them, respects and loves others without having to change them or become judgmental, takes responsibility for their own thoughts, feelings and actions, can state their beliefs and their values to those who disagree with them without being defensive. Hey, that's a pretty, conf- I find that a confronting list. How'd you go? <laughs> Are you relating as an emotional adult in your relationships? I mean, I'm the first to put up my hand and say, I know that I, I have areas that I can grow in. I read this that really powerful scripture back in the in the start of my message which which talks about the first and the greatest commandment to love God and then it goes on to say just as important is loving others as we love ourselves so God others ourselves loving well is the basis of Christianity it's the basis but what does that mean so let's look at it. This scripture tells us that loving well involves connecting with God, with ourselves, and with others. Being able to do all of these three things is going to set us up well relationally. So a relationship with God, which is of course the, 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 the basis for everything in our life, the basis for our identity, the basis for change and transformation. We always want to be growing in that, in our relationship with God and then our relationship with others. It fills us with joy. It fills us with pain at times. And unless we live on a deserted island or unless you're alone in lockdown at the moment, we we'll all have to learn to relate with others and then a relationship with ourselves. If we remain emotionally immature... Or if we remain unaware of our emotional world, this immaturity is going to impact our relationships, unfortunately. So, how? How does it impact? Well, if our relationships centre around us using others to meet our needs or being continually judgmental or refusing to forgive because we haven't got our emotional world sorted out or being emotionally insecure, I spent years being emotionally insecure. And do you know what it did? It made everything all about me. Everything. It didn't matter if it had nothing to do with me. It, all, it made it all about me. That's really not a great way to live. Okay, there's this really well-known passage of Scripture in the Bible. You may have read it or heard it or heard it read once or twice. It's in 1 Corinthians 13, and it says this, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others... I would only be a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I'd be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, if I could boast about it, but I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. What a scripture. See, Paul wrote this letter to the Christians at Corinth, and he wrote it to address some issues that he wanted them to change. The Christians in the church at Corinth, they, they didn't make the connection between loving God and loving others. See, they were gifted If you read that scripture, they were gifted. They had great faith. They were generous with their possessions. They could prophesy. They could move mountains. They were diligent. They were committed. And they loved God. And it's easy to look at all of the things that they did and could do and go, wow, aren't they? They were so spiritual. But Paul writes to them and he says, you're missing the mark. Because you've disconnected the important things Loving God has to impact the way we treat other people, the way we love other people. If we don't love, we've missed it. We can read the word and fast, which is great, but if we write people off really quickly, we've missed it because 1 Corinthians 13 says that love covers a multitude of sins. We can pray and prophesy accurately, but still have no intimate relationships because. We demand our own way. That scripture says that love doesn't demand its own way. So have we separated our love for God from the way we love those in our world? The Bible tells us that the way we love others is actually going to let people know that we love God, that we have a relationship with God. John 13 says, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If we're growing in our love for God, but that isn't translating into love for people, there's a disconnect that needs to be addressed. Usually, the disconnect is in the area of our own emotional health. So let me give you some traits for unhealthy relating. See if you see anything there. Defensiveness, low self-awareness, blame, Anger, fear, self absorption, addiction, dishonesty. How about some traits for healthy relating? Approachability, high self awareness, taking responsibility, courage, freedom, honesty. So, how do we get from unhealthy relating to healthy relating? That's what we're looking at in this series. There are a number of different parts to to this, but a foundational part is all about our way of communicating with each other. Communication is so, so very important in relationships. And finding your God-given voice and relating to others effectively is a starting point for all healthy relating. It's a foundational building block. You know, it took me a long time to find my voice. And I still lose it sometimes. I'm not talking literally. So I want to give you a few practical, as as we finish up today, I want to give you a few pra- very practical, made-up examples um, from emotionally healthy relationships. And these are very basic. We're going to be building on this series week by week. These are very basic, and you may hear them and go, oh, come on, Mel. It's good to start at the very beginning, right? It's a very good place to start if you've listened to the sound of music. So here we go. Um, These are practical ways to help us relate healthily with those around us. It's just a tool. This is a tool. It's designed to help. But like every other tool, it should be used from a heart of love. We're talking about love today, not used as a weapon. It's designed to help us. Okay, so the first thing... The first practical tool is to appreciate others. Appreciate others. You know, we may think nice appreciative thoughts in our hearts when something happens that we appreciate, but forget to say them. Just It just goes. We think it, but it doesn't come out. Or only say them when someone has done something incredibly amazing or over the top. My husband has literally built a new kitchen in the last few months, which is amazing, and I know I have said thank you again. And again, and that's an amazing over-the-top thing. But how about smaller things? Maybe you're from a family who didn't appreciate or thank others, and, but expressing appreciation is really important to the life of any community or any relationship. How about I appreciate that you remembered, this is a, actually a true example, I appreciate that you remembered to, pick, to get me lemons from your parents' house when you went there the other week. I appreciate that you arrived early to turn on the heater before the meeting. What can you appreciate in your relationship today? What can you, fi- what can you say to, to someone you are in relationship with that lets them know that you appreciate them? It's important. Okay, here's, here's another one. I'm puzzled. <clears throat> Who finds it easy to jump to a negative assumption in a relationship? I find it, it's too easy just to assume a negative rather than a positive. How about instead of jumping to a negative assumption, especially when we don't have all the facts, which let's face it, that's most of the time, maybe try using this tool. This tool is also good to, to help us slow down and ask questions rather than making assumptions. Okay. Instead of assuming someone who hasn't replied to your text message or your voicemail, or your email, instead of assuming that they're ignoring you, or doesn't care about you, or value you, maybe you could just say, I'm puzzled why you didn't get back to me. Maybe you'll find that they didn't get it, or they've been up all night, or you don't know. How about instead of assuming that they didn't clean up because, oh man, they're so lazy, how about you say, I'm puzzled why you didn't clean up like you said you would. And they may have a very, very good reason why they didn't do it. It just opens communication. Okay, how about the next one, which is complaints with possible solutions? It's normal for relationships to have things going on in them that at least one person doesn't like. Anyone? Things happen, right? The purpose of this tool is to help with those small annoyances that every relationship has to deal with. You may not find it easy to let someone know that you didn't like what they just did. Maybe you do find it easy. Maybe you find it too easy. Maybe you should use this tool instead of blowing off. Or maybe if you, if you don't find it easy, use this tool. It's better to do it like the. You can say something like, I noticed that you left your jacket or your cap or your jumper on the couch when you took it off, I'd prefer you take it with you to the bedroom. Or I noticed that when we were talking to that person and I said it said something, you rolled your eyes. I'd prefer that you didn't do that because when you do that, it makes me feel disrespected. Because this can open the door to more communication. Oh, I had no idea that you felt like that. I'm really sorry. I, I, I won't do that again. Two more. Sharing more information. Sharing information. You know, I used to find this really hard because um, people, when we first, early in our marriage, people would come up to me and tell me all sorts of things that they assumed Paul had told me, which he hadn't. And uh, (laughs) this one's called more information Relationships can only grow when people know what's happening in each other's lives, both the trivial as well as the important. So share information, more information. Let people know what's going on. I I quite regularly say to Paul, babe, I need to update you on a few things. And um, just so he knows, the solicitor's contacted me and this is what's happening. Uh, This person, I've spoken to this person and this is what they'd like to do. Information is important. In fact, our kids joke with us about the silly information that we share with each other. But it's actually one one of the building blocks of our relationship, I believe. The last one is hopes and dreams. Hopes and wishes show others what is going on in our souls. And they show others parts of who we are. Relationships become richer as we listen to each other's hopes and dreams. Here's a hope that I have. I hope that our holiday that we can't go on because of lockdown can be rescheduled. What are some hopes or some dreams that you can share with someone that you're in relationship with? So my encouragement to you today is to try some of these out in your relationships this week because healthy communication is such a gift to a, to. To any relationship and as we learn to communicate in emotionally healthy ways our relationships will thrive and they will grow and that's what we want so first building block guys next week we'll we'll continue and um, build on some some more keys and i hope that's really blessed you thanks for listening we hope to see you in church again this weekend to find out more about our church find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au